critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey thinkers, what is up? Kathy Gibbons here. As you know, I always like to start off with a review of a fallacy that we covered earlier this season. And today, let's start off by reviewing the sunk cost fallacy. Now, I want you to, I encourage you to hit pause real quick and see if you can remember what the sunk cost fallacy is. Okay, so the sunk cost fallacy is super simple. This happens when someone refuses to abandon a certain course of action simply because they've already invested heavily into it, even when it becomes clear that it would be more beneficial to abandon that course of action than it is to continue in it. So the question to ask yourself if you think you're facing a sunk cost fallacy is this, is it really a good idea to keep doing this just because I've been doing it? If you want to review or hear more about this fallacy, go back and check out episode 85. And by the way, if you want an easy way to review the fallacies, you can purchase my ebook, which is super creatively named Logical Fallacies. And yeah, I need a better name for it. So if you have any ideas for a clever name that I could call it, send me an email and let me know. But anyways, until then, it is just called Logical Fallacies. And anyways, what I've done is I've compiled a printable, downloadable ebook that reviews each fallacy, giving the definition an example, and the question that I always give you at the end of each episode. So I encourage you to get it, print it off, keep it handy to help you and your teens remember and review. And yes, it will continue to be added to once you've purchased it. You'll get all the updates as I continue to add more fallacies um, until we get through all the fallacies. So the link where you can get this is in the show notes. So check the show notes and click the link and you'll be able to get it there. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, Classical Conversations. Do you want to homeschool your child, but you're worried that you're going to have to do it alone? Well, you don't have to be worried about that. You can join thousands of families worldwide who have chosen to homeschool with our sponsor, Classical Conversations. This is the homeschool program that has been known for connecting lives through learning. They, you get into a community with a group of other like-minded families, and you can take the journey together, as well as providing a proven curriculum rooted in the classical model and a Christian worldview. Classical Conversations will connect you to a community of homeschool families so that you don't have to walk the path alone. So you can learn more when you fill out the form at classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons. That's G-I-B-B-E-N-S. And you'll get two free books when you do so. Okay, let's dive into today's new fallacy, which is called doublespeak. And honestly, I would describe doublespeak as more of a linguistic trick than a fallacy, but it is a common one and it definitely leads to bad thinking. So I feel like it's important to teach you about it. All right, double speak happens when someone purposely uses vague and ambiguous language to confuse or distract you from the real meaning of what they're saying. Here's an example of double speak. <laughs> this is a real example from President George Bush in April of 2003. He said this I reminded the soldiers and their families that the war in Iraq is really about peace. Okay, did you catch that? The war is really about peace. Hmm. 
you can probably see the double speak that's involved in calling war peace. Now, that's not to say he didn't mean it. That's not to say that that's not what he thought and what he was hoping to come out to to have as the end result, but that would technically be called doublespeak. So the famous literary example of doublespeak is from the book 1984, written by George Orwell. One of the things that people were taught and were required to repeat in this book is this, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Now, you might be thinking, what on earth? War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. That doesn't make any sense. And you'd be right. That is the whole point of doublespeak. It's meant to confuse. It's meant to make things fuzzy in your mind. And in that book, 1984, doublespeak was used very intentionally to confuse, to control, to manipulate. And this is why one of the most important things that we can do to get us started on good thinking is to define words and to use accurate language. You guys, words matter. Language matters. The problem behind doublespeak is that it seems like it's communicating something, but in reality, it's purposely misleading and distracting from the true meaning of certain words, concepts, and ideas. And guys, words have meaning. Words have power. The Bible tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue, and we're told over and over to be careful of the words that we speak, so much so that we're going to have to give an account for the words that we say one day. So when someone wants to deceive a lot of times they'll use doublespeak to make things make things seem not as bad as they really are or to mislead you into thinking something isn't what it really is. Now, there's a few different categories of doublespeak. So, let me let me give them to you. The first is language that's deliberately ambiguous, that's meant to mislead you, kind of like what I talked about. The second is when somebody uses euphemisms. Okay, you may not have heard of this word before, so let me define it for you. Euphemisms are words or phrases that are used in place of other words or phrases that might be considered inappropriate harsh, embarrassing, or unpleasant. Let me give you some examples of euphemisms. Um, So sometimes people will say they used creative accounting or cooking the books. And what that's referring to is somebody who's purposely lying about their accounting in their finances or in their business. They'll do this to avoid paying more taxes or to make it seem like they made more money than they did or even to hide money, right? So that's creative accounting. Is it really creative? No, it's just misleading, but that's the word that they use. Here's some other examples of euphemisms. Enhanced interrogation methods instead of torture or ethnic cleansing instead of genocide or how about downsizing or right-sizing instead of laying people off or workers being laid off. Okay, so those are euphemisms, and you can probably think of a lot more. Now, the third category of doublespeak is jargon. Specifically, often technical language is used by people in their own industry, but it isn't known outside of that industry. So people will often purposely use jargon with others who they know won't be able to understand it in order to make themselves feel smart or important or to make other people feel dumb or confused. It's often called alphabet soup, and I did an episode on that back in episode 76 if you want to review that. So wrapping this episode up on doublespeak, um, there is a man named William Lutz, Lutz, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, William Lutz, who wrote a book about doublespeak titled, get this, Doublespeak, in which he says that the goal of doublespeak is to 
distort reality and corrupt thought. And he sums it up really well in this quote. This is what he says. Double speak is not a slip of the tongue or a mistaken use of language. It's exactly the opposite. It is language used by people who are very intelligent and very sophisticated in the use of language. And they know that you can do an awful lot with language. So if double speak, if someone is using double speak with you and it's sounding confusing, here is the question that you can ask them. Can you explain that to me in plain English as if I were a five-year-old? Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny, right? But that's how you ask them. Can you explain that to me in plain English as if I were a five-year-old? All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughbraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughbraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.